You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Kyle McGregor! You gotta come back and fight somebody! I'll see you at the Surprise, surprise, motherfucker! The king is back! That's right, everyone. If, you, if you're hearing that rousing intro, it means it's time for another episode of Tough Hang, episode two of MMA Fighting's recap of this ongoing season of The Ultimate Fighter 31, highly anticipated, featuring, of course, the notorious Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler, who we do expect to fight in the near future, though that'll be a point of discussion, I feel like, throughout the season, including today. Uh, you guys just finished the episode. We had ourselves another finish. The, the blood is pumping. The adrenaline is going. Uh, and I'm very happy that I have uh, my crew here to talk about this. Uh, this is Alexander Cayley, and I am joined by my co-host, GC Connor Burks. How we doing, baby? How are we feeling? Another yeah. finish, unfortunately not. For my guys in blue, not for my boys in blue. Uh, but I was—I loved this episode. I was—I was thoroughly uh, entertained uh, as I was going through it. Yeah, we're looking forward to this one. This felt like a solid episode. Uh, I, I and I assume uh, our third man in the in the in the booth with us, as it were, producer extraordinaire E. Casey Lydon will agree uh, when it is his time to chime in. Look at that enthusiasm! It's a huge Cody Gibson fan. I am. We'll talk Big later Co- about that. Are you, I, oh, I this am. is true. You have. I, 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 I am actually. Yeah, I, I've seen. I saw Cody's last fight. I was there in the nice. in the venue. I am a big Cody Gibson fan, but we'll talk more. But I'll, I'll let you gentlemen go on first. No, listen. We can talk about him a bit now because yeah. I think last last week I think we took a bit of time to get to the fight. Of course, we want to talk about what did Conor McGregor do in the premiere. Of course, we want to get GC's impressions as our our top prospect, our relative Neil fight to the Ultimate Fighter. But by now. Two episodes in, GC, your old hat at it. We can we can skip right to the fight because it just happened. It's fresh in our minds. Uh, what did you think of this week's fight? And uh, what do you think of the winner's uh, sort of prospects going forward? Well, first and foremost, I mean, I was a little bit thrown off because we only got to see 10 seconds of the fight last week because we got the, the early knockout. So I kind of had to adjust because there's no commentary. All you're hearing is the yelling in inside the apex and everything like that. And I actually enjoyed it. Uh, that was probably my favorite part of the fight. And then I thought it was a good fight. I mean, I thought it was entertaining. And then that flying knee was like, that was a massive knockout. Like I, I was sitting on my couch watching and I was like, oh, damn, like that was uh, that was good. So, I mean, two fights in, we've got two exciting knockouts uh, so far. Yeah, for anyone who didn't uh, catch the result, it just happens to be tuning into our, our post-fight show. Uh, well, a couple of things that you mentioned. First of all, yes, it was Cody Gibson. Uh, 
and why is my mind going blank right now? Cody Gibson well, and uh, Mando Gutierrez fighting Cody Gibson winning by first round TKO. Again, they didn't give us an official time, but a very convincing finish. Uh, J- referee Jason Herzog right on point. Gutierrez and Gibson were stepping in for Trevor Wells and Timor Valiev. We'll talk about that a bit more in a sec. Did you notice, Connor, did you notice that Lee Hammond, I had a chance to rewatch some parts of the episode, kind of predicted how the fight was going to go. He's at Lee Hammond being oh. one of... Uh, being one of um, Gutierrez's teammates, I think he's on. He's on Team McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I didn't notice that. I, I remember him saying something, uh, yeah. but I don't remember the prediction that he made. That's a good catch by you. Yeah, the pre-fight is usually like it goes by in a blur, so I definitely didn't notice it the first time around because they get one guy from obviously each team, and one guy says, "Well, this guy's a good wrestler. You know, if he gets inside, da, 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 it's be a good win for him." And then I goes, "Well, this guy's, a, you know, and so on." I give a very kind of cursory breakdown and not really super insightful. But Lee Hammond before the fight actually said. Uh, Cody's like a long, tall guy. You got to watch out for those knees up the middle. Uh, the exact quote, I should find the exact quote here. He said, uh, them knees are a dangerous weapon, especially if you go into a knee coming up. And if you guys saw that finish, that's exactly what happened is uh, Gutierrez. Again, he's a smaller guy, kind of had to take a risk to go inside, kind of steps right forward. Gibson perfectly timed knee on the button, hurts him. And, and there was no getting back from that. So that was, that was a, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, what did you think of the uh, the lead up to the fight? Um, did, did you have a prediction either way, GC? No, I, I mean, it, it's tough because like I'm kind of getting to know these guys as it goes along. I mean, the size, obviously, and the, the vet experience of Cody. I, I thought it was cool how they went through, how he fought Aljo and everything. He got a knockout on the UFC and then eventually got cut after losing another fight. I mean, I just feel like it's going to be hard not to not to side with the veterans going into it until we see one of McGregor's fighters win. Um but yeah, I mean, the the pre-fight, you talked about formulaic last week. I'm starting to pick up on some on some formula <laughs> this week. Like, it's just like they, oh. they, they talk about him, you get to know him a little bit, and then they kind of round back around, and you sort of get to know the other guy as well. It's sort of like they just wind the path. You're going to find out about both guys. They're going to do some prediction. They're going to do some training footage, and then they're going to get into the fight itself. GC, don't, don't tell me you're getting, you're getting jaded with the format already. No, who said I was jaded, man? I, oh, I, mean, okay, I enjoyed okay. it. Actually, this this will give me my first question that I have for Casey. Did you enjoy the episode more? I felt like we saw a little bit more of the training, a little bit more of the coaches. We got introduced to them, at least on Chandler's side. I felt like this was a little bit more your speed. Um, you're correct. You're correct. Uh, last week's episode, the premiere episode, I was not impressed with. <clears throat> this episode, for some of the complaints I had last week, they did – they did. They did. Uh, they did uh, address them a bit. There was some coaching. There was uh, um, a little. Uh, I enjoyed the backstory a little more. I especially enjoyed Cody's backstory more. Um, I've actually seen. I've. I, I. I've seen Cody fight. I was actually at Cody's last regional fight, and it was like freaking barn burner against San Francisco, Francisco Rivera, another former UFC vet. And um, I've always felt. Uh, well, I don't think Cody Gibson is a top ten or top fifteen fighter. He's always been UFC caliber. So uh, I'm just, I was like, I, I expect him to dominate that fight, and he did. And um, yeah, but as they, but the show was better. Yeah, we, I got to see, I got to see coaching. I, I got to see, uh, yeah, I got to see coaching. I got the, I wanted to see more, but it's good. It was, and it was good seeing Connor kind of, you know, do Connor, do that. You got to do this. You got to do this. You know, and the Connor thing he does, you know, he's really excited. Uh, I thought the the thing they did with the drink the haircutting thing was cute, kind of ran long, 
but it was, <laughs> but I enjoyed the, enjoyed the, the guy freaking out. His coat, uh, actually my favorite part was how, um, Connor would not stay still for his haircut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Be, I, that's gotta I, be I was, so stressful. You're, you're giving a, a nice haircut to a, almost a billionaire you're just like stay still you jerk <laughs> so an international superstar yeah. is in the, the basement of the right. tough house and you're supposed to cut his hair and his head is darting left and right he's, he's talking to people on every side of the room and just generally being a mcgregor and uh yeah that was uh that, that was actually stressful. that actually springs a question for me that i was thinking about like as it was going on i mean mcgregor he is like he's turning and talking to different people he's looking at his phone he's checking his watch it like you know he's kind of sitting there did it feel like mando might have been talking too much. And I want to know your guys' opinion on barbers. Like, do you like a barber that holds a conversation <laughs> the whole time? Or would you rather just sit there and oh. just let him cut your hair? Uh, oh, I'm see, I'm per- I'm right in the middle. I like to catch up with my barber. I think maybe okay. the first 10 minutes, solid talk, talking, whatever. How are you? How are things going? How's it been since I last saw you? Some local sports team talk. And then after a while, yes. it settles, it settles into a comfortable silence. And then, however long is left yes. in the haircut, we just kind yes. of comes uh, on home. Yeah, this is this is perfect because I 100 percent agree with you. It's similar to to Uber rides. Like if an Uber driver is going to converse, yes. I want it to be like a couple things, and but then we don't force it. If if the conversation is going to flow, we let it flow and we just ride with it. Same thing with the barber. But if you're forcing it, like you, you just start asking questions that are just like the the epitome of small talk. It's like, man, I'd rather just sit here, stare ahead, and just kind of relax while I get my haircut. Uh, Casey, you, your opinion on, on barbers. Is it, is it convo, no convo or nice in the middle? Um, no convo to nice in the middle. I'm, I, I'm kind of, I just like to sit still. I like chill. I I like chill. I just like chill. Like I just go play whatever music you want. I'm good. That's all. I'm a, I'm a chill Uh, Also one last thing I have to say about that scene, uh, just all time, classic by mcgregor the uh the stand behind the bar and act like you're going downstairs as the as the party gag uh all-time classic that's that did he do that yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh, that was the best part of the, of <laughs> he's, the entire he's episode. just like us he's just like it, it, literally he's just like me i mean that is in wow. my 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 roster yeah, of i want to do the yeah. do the elevator thing like, boop, start i mean how good, <laughs> that's amazing i wrote i, do, do the I wrote the boat I, <laughs> I specifically wrote in my notes about this whole segment uh Conor McGregor, he's just like people. So I was, yeah, we were all. (laughs) I said, uh, I said, stairs trick, all time classic. Uh, I also said that, like, I think it's hilarious that, like, as he starts drinking the stouts, and you can see his, his, like, McGregor's team just like pouring up stouts in the back. I felt like as it went on, you could tell that the stouts were starting to hit him a little bit. Like, he he, (laughs) eventually he goes around, like, like just like the drunk buddy at the party. He's just like, "We're here, guys. Like, we we never thought we were gonna be here. Like, let's just sit back and enjoy it. Like, let's let's just have a good time." Like, I uh, yeah, I thought it was hilarious that he that he went over and and crushed a few beers with the guys. Yeah, this is did, like. Did you notice the next? You notice Connor didn't show up for the weigh-ins though. Again, <laughs> again. he wasn't at the weigh-in. Like Chandler was there, but no Connor again. They didn't uh, even bother mentioning this, it this has, time. This has to become like a, a store, a more prominent storyline later. Uh, so this, again, his fighters are zero and two, and I'm not saying it's because he didn't show up to the weigh-ins. I mean, we did get Casey. I think they took notes from our show. You did say you want to see a little bit more training. It wasn't like yeah. super in depth, but it is fun to see. Because remember, like, yes, Connor did the show before, and he was a star when he did the show before, no question. He was not near the star that he is now. He was not like the household name, legitimate, like, I don't want to say A level celebrity, but like B level celebrity, which for a May fighter is insane to be a B, I would like to qualify as a B level, like mainstream celebrity. He wasn't there yet. Now he is that guy. 
and it is kind of cool to see him on TV and on the mats and 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 uh, interacting with these guys. And again, nothing in depth, but we got a little more. You know, we got to show a little more. The most in depth part I liked. And I, <clears throat> I kind of want to see a bit more. It was when um I forget what fighter it was, but he asked Connor like. What are you thinking right before the fight? Yes, remember yeah, just yeah, and, yeah. and Connor was kind of caught off guard by. It. He was like, "What?" Yeah. Like he's like, he's like, "Oh, you know." And you no, know, Connor kind of just he kind of did the same thing, really insightful. But that's why we're watching the show. You know, we're watching yeah. the show a little bit to see I, a, a fight, but we're really watching the show because we want to see how Connor and Chandler how they interact with yeah lowly normal fighters. Sure, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just, it's just you know. And, and, that, and that's really, it's, it's interesting fighters how fighters talk to other fighters and that that that's kind of the that's kind of the you know behind the scenes stuff we want to see i feel like yeah. that's good I, it didn't land with me as much one of my quotes from that mcgregor segment was he was like just let it be whatever it is it is <coughs> and then i put ne- and then i put next to that uh not helpful but yeah, well, i, I <laughs> not only on top of that he's he's just like oh man i mean he's just like you know it's just there's so much going on there's just so much going so on in your much. head and he's like but just keep it simple just keep it simple i mean <laughs> i i did like when he eventually did come around he was just like once you get out there like you gotta let it be known from the jump like whose octagon is this like this is your octagon and also keep in mind that like all these jitters everything going through your head it's happening in the other locker room too it's yeah. not like the other guys just sitting there super calm uh, another coach uh, fighter interaction that I that I liked was was Chandler and Cody talking yes. about how Cody was adopted and Chandler has two adopted sons. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. That was to, that to was a nice conversation too. Uh, that that was like a, a cool behind the scenes thing. Yeah, Cody was uh, he is one of two adopted children, and uh, he has two other brothers who are both uh, both have special needs, varying degrees of of special needs. Um, but yeah, it was it's quite a story. Uh, we learned a little bit more about both guys' family. But yeah, Cody was talking about uh, you know brought up with Chandler. He know he knew Chandler as uh, two adopted children himself. So yeah, that was a cool moment. Uh, a couple more things just about the fighters. Uh, Cody, yeah, his first run in the UFC. Uh, one and three, but he fought Manny Gambrian, who's a very tough guy. He fought Aljo, as you mentioned, and uh, uh, De Silva, De- DeAndre De Silva. Uh, what's his name? Andrade De Silva. And uh, his one win was over. Yeah, Douglas Silva DeAndre. <laughs> Thank you. And his one win was over uh, Johnny Bedford. So a hell of a tough run. And uh, he's done pretty good on the regional scene since. And I like that this fight gave us a true, like, veteran versus prospect matchup. Like, last week felt, felt a bit weird. We're like, like, um, Nate Jenderman has almost as much like pro. I think he actually has more pro fights and is like a year older than Roosevelt Roberts. So we're like, we understand, we get it. They're saying prospect hasn't fought in the UFC. You're a veteran if you have fought in the UFC. This one was actually veteran. Cody Gibson, 10 years older, much more experience. I wrote uh, Gibson was 23 fights into his pro career when Gutierrez made his debut. Gutierrez Damn. just debuted in, in 2019. And when when Gibson made his pro debut in 2008, Gutierrez was 11. So this was a real, like, this felt right. This, this one, this one really felt right. Yeah, 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 100%. And yeah. Uh, one, one thing that I did want to say, uh, speaking of the Roosevelt Roberts and Jennerman fight, I thought it was kind of cool. They showed a moment in the house, uh, like weird seeing Jennerman yes. and Roosevelt Roberts, like just like sitting in the kitchen together, like especially after the knockout last week. I also did like the uh, the Landon Quinones mm-hmm. and Roosevelt Roberts beef. I feel like that's going to start to become a thing throughout the season. Like they, I mean, they said point blank, like, I don't like you. I don't like hearing you talk. Uh, and it feels like that's that's going to come to blows at some point. I feel like that's we're gonna yeah. we're gonna put in some time episode to episode, uh, and that's eventually going to boil over. 
Would now I was I want to start naming episode MVPs. Was Landon your non obviously not not including the coaches talking just contestants? Was Landon your and, and I would also say not necessarily obviously whoever won the fight, but non you know winning fighter non McGregor non Chandler was Landon your MVP for this episode? I don't know. I can't decide if I like Landon or not. Like oh, I don't, you know, I don't oh, love that's good. I don't love the trash talk. Actually, I I have a different MVP. One point I will make actually. Off of the gentleman and Roberts being in the same room, I might just be looking way too into this, but it felt like every single time and there was three different moments where gentleman was on the screen. It felt like he walked off, like purposely, like he like looked at the camera and just walked off each time. Like when mm. McGregor was down there giving the haircut, he stood up out of the seat, walked out. Uh, someone was showing pictures of the kids. He's just like, oh, nice. Yep. Knocked on the counter, walked <laughs> off. I might just be looking way too deep into this. Yeah. Um, but my MVP for the episode stemmed from the Landon Quinones beef. And I actually don't even know who it was, but it was when the beef was like, come when they were looking like they were coming to blows, someone uh-huh. was cooking in the kitchen, a uh, oh. country accent. And he was just like, yep. man, I'm trying oh, to eat some uh, stir fry. J- Jason, Knight. Jason Knight. Jason, Jason Knight. Knight. Oh, I was, that's my other, I was like my two MVP candidates this episode, Landon and Jason, Jason Knight. Cause I, I'm, I cause Jason Knight. Up. Yeah. He, he, he was, he's emerging as the like, Man, I'm just here to have a good time and enjoy the free food, because like, and, and and free training as well, I guess. Because yeah, listen, I'm I'm sure he'll have his story, just being away from his family and stuff. But also, they take care of them pretty nicely in the house, right? The only thing is the solitude and having to deal with like you know 15 other chamokes that like is the real problem. Which again, I'm not I'm not saying that's easy, but other than that, you're really well taken care of. And Jason Knight looks like he's having a great time. Uh, we saw him support wait, 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 Gutierrez wait, wait, after. Come, come. Oh yeah. Connor, have you have you ever seen Jason Knight fight? Have you, have you yeah. seen him as, as bare knuckle fights? Nah, I'm too oh, new to this. No, oh, that, that's that's awesome. I mean, don't watch it till after the season um, because I don't okay. want to I don't want to influence you or anything. I want you to kind of take the show as it has it's presented. But um, Jason Knight is freaking awesome. I'll just say yes. that. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, just like the the super strong country accent, like being yeah. from Georgia, I know a lot of people that talk like that. Yeah. Just like he's, like, he's, yeah. he's authentic Mississippi. He's authentic he's, Mississippi. He's finding a really good way of again. He's you know he has got cult following, but this is the kind of thing that again it's a bigger. If, if you know we saw a pretty good number for the first episode, some like two hundred eighty thousand people watched, I think, which I think for. Uh, I guess for ESPN, I don't know if it's not super great for the ultimate fighter. It's not a bad number um, on ESPN anyway. Um, but yeah, he was, he was, he's really finding a way to insert himself so that, you know, when it comes time for his episode, I think he'll be like, Oh yeah, I really like, I really like this Jason Knight guy. I want to see him fight. Um, guy. Yeah. We saw the, yeah, we <laughs> saw him after, <laughs> listen, we, we saw him after the fight, uh, propping up Gutierrez. That was a nice moment, right? Gutierrez was kind of nice like, other, he other, was the one reaching out. Talking to the other team. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And then episode one, great. After Roosevelt Roberts won, he was like, he was like, can can, uh, can you sign, can you autograph my gloves, sir? And I'm like, that's a really funny, like he's coming off as a really cool guy. And he interacted, I think, with McGregor. I think when McGregor was getting his haircut, I think there was a bit of like chatter there. So, well, you know, you know, the vets, at least the vets in the house are kind of the chill. They'll talk yes. to the other team and everything. Yep. But it's, it's the uh, the rookies, the prospects who are kind of, you know, mean mugging everyone still. Yeah. But the vets are like, so, save your, save your energy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, yeah. The only trick about Landon and Roosevelt is I love they're building it up. If they're going to fight, though, on the show, they both have to make the finals because Landon, mm. I think, is McGregor's number four pick. Uh, Roosevelt was number two or something. Uh, number three. Number three, a uh, team Chandler. So uh, they have to make it to the finals. However, if they don't make the finals, that's a fight you put right on the Ultimate Fighter finale. Landon Quinones, Roosevelt Roberts. So uh, who, hopefully who, we do consider. Who, who did you think won that interaction, Connor? N- 
Man, I don't know. Uh, I like <laughs> I like that Landon's asserting himself. Like he, he's not showing that he's scared, but like also on the side interviews, he, he shows like a bit of arrogance. Like he's just like, no one's on my level here. I already know I'm on my level. I'm on the UFC level. Like whether I win or lose these fights, it's not going to prove it to me. It's like, actually that's why you're here. Like to win these fights, to prove you're on the UFC level. Uh, so yeah, especially after the way Rob, uh, Roberts won his first fight. I'm going to give this one to Roberts, but I'm excited to see the beef maturate over over yeah. the next few episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, re- I really, I really wonder if of guys like um, uh, is it Landon? What's his name? Yeah, Landon Quinones. Quinones, like, how much of that is actually <clears throat> just who he is, or and how much of that is him going? Well, I'm on a TV show. I gotta, I gotta 100%. get myself on camera. I can't just you know be in the my fight episode and not be seen for the rest of the season. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. If 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 he did kind of purposely do it for the cameras, um, but uh, I guess that's the, I guess that's that's reality TV, you know. So. Yeah. And again, again, he is he he was McGregor's uh, fourth ranked bantamweight out of four. So I, I I'm not saying listen, I don't know how good he is. He might win the show, but he you know maybe he is getting in on his personality or or you know worse he's preparing for a worst case scenario where maybe he loses and like hey at least i'm known as the guy who's tried to stir it up with the veterans that's not a, that's not a bad idea that's honestly yeah, that's not a bad idea. every season has that guy they they definitely right. yes. don't win the show but they're like the, <laughs> the, the junie brownings you know <laughs> oh, classic julian yeah, lanes wanna, julian lanes yeah i don't want to i don't want to label him yet in that category but maybe you know that last you make you make an ass of yourself on the show that you can you can you can you can have a little minor career in the yeah. in the, the regional scene from you it. can make money off that you yeah. can make money off that um uh, uh, by the way Manda Gutierrez was the number one ranked McGregor uh, bantamweight and so he just got knocked off by number four not looking great for the prospects so far also. Uh, my last note about this fight, guys. Not looking great for fighters whose dogs are showcased uh, before the fight. 0-2 oh, so yeah. far. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I hate to bring it up. I know there's a lot of dog lovers out there. I know you guys are crazy about your dogs. Uh, Nate Jennerman, his his four three-legged dog, he wanted to win one for, for the three-legged dog. Did not go his way. Uh, we got even more of Gutierrez's dog, Harley. Uh, Harley, by the way, sadly excluded from his pre-fight yeah. prayer. So maybe that's something to do with it. But we saw a lot of Harley. He takes Harley everywhere. So uh, now we uh, again we didn't see anything with Cody Gibson's dog. Maybe he has one. I don't know. Didn't mention it. But yes, fighters with with dogs featured. Own two. That's that's. I mean, that's a great point. And like, is a, a very cute dog at that. I mean, falling around yes, the barbershop, everything. Uh, on the flip side of that, I do have to say it's it's no curse, but we we do need to monitor that dog thing. That that could actually be something serious moving forward. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Cody meeting his wife in college and sliding into our MySpace DMs yes. is all-time <laughs> stuff. I mean, that is that is elite. Tom would be proud somewhere wherever Tom. he's retiring, taking pictures. I mean, we, lo- we love Tom here on, on Tough Hang. But uh, yeah, that threw me off when he was just like, he's like, yep, I slid into her DMs on MySpace. I was like, fuck it out, man. So many people watching this show and Mando Gutierrez, I bet, have no idea what that is. Yes, like <laughs> don't I'm, understand my message. I'm fairly young, not 30 yet, but yeah. I was on the cusp of where in middle school, right I mean, all the rage was like, who's in your top eight? What music do you have when you go to the profile? Like, oh. I, I remember MySpace. It was, uh, you know, the OG. Wait, 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 Connor, do you know what Friendster is? I do know what Friendster oh, okay. is, but I never had one. My older brothers oh, okay. both had Friendsters. That's like, okay. that's like the OG, OG. Yeah, fr- friends, fr- 
we can't way off topic now, but Friendster <laughs> was my introduction to social media. Yeah. Uh, well, no problem. I'll bring I'll bring it back. I, I will I will just let's cover just a couple more topics before we before we get out of here. Uh, I I always make a point to list uh, McGregor Chandler interactions. We didn't really have any this week. I don't think Are you guys disappointed about that. Uh, it, it I actually didn't notice when the episode was over and didn't really care, but. This fight is, know, is, has, is in such a weird space right now. Did you, wait, did you know wait, that the first episode didn't have a traditional opening, right? This one actually had an opening to the show where they introduced all the yes. fighters, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, so this one, of course, in the opening, they had the the push <laughs> in, in the opening. Yep. So, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, kind of like push. Um, I'm starting to so, think that's all there is. I'm really starting to think that's all there is. <laughs> Well, I mean, as I said last week when we when we started, like I had seen that you'll do what you're told clip like 900 times before we actually got to see it on the show. So there's a world where, yeah, like they're going to use that shove 900 times again and it'll come in like the 12th episode. Yeah. No interaction this episode. Uh, not that we saw anyway. Again, I, I don't know what happened this week. There might have been some stuff that that they're they edited out of order too. Maybe something happened this you know early in the show, and they're just saving for a later episode. It's entirely possible. Uh, but again, you know, and I mentioned this as this last week, like with sort of this ongoing drama, a lot of people, a lot of people just keep speculating online of whether they think this fight's going to happen. Uh, I don't think necessarily what does or doesn't happen on like what they choose to show on the show is going to affect that. But it is kind of weird that it's. It's it, it, there's really not a lot of McGregor Chandler emphasis in the first two episodes. Very, very little. But I, it doesn't bother me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. GC. Well, it did not. I mean, it didn't bother me. I, I felt like the the you know characters of the show, the actual contestants, carried it pretty well this week. And uh, I mean, we still got to see a decent amount of both Connor and Chandler. Connor obviously going to the house. Chandler working closely with his fighters, as well as Connor doing some training sessions. Um, so like. I felt like we still got our share. The just the head to head, we didn't really get to see, which which doesn't doesn't really bother me. I, I do hope that we get more as the season goes along, but uh, so far, you know, as as it goes with this episode, I, I enjoyed it without it. Did we see them all together when Dana uh, announced that the fight was off? Fight was off with Connor and Chandler. Oh, we should there? talk. We should they talk were, about that. Yeah, a, a little yes. bit. Do you see how? How did you how did you feel about the episode starting off in such a jarring way? When you okay, saw yeah. that they were immediately, did you think they were going to like flip the show and do the fight I, I, first, or did you? I was kind so of, excited. Yeah. Me too. They're changing the format. I'm glad we all agreed with that because my first yeah. my first note on the page is, oh shit, we're right into the fight. I was like, yeah. oh, we're going to get to see Tamir fight, and then maybe <laughs> they watch we'll, our show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, like maybe we'll just get two fights on this one, and yeah. like, we'll we'll have some fun. Um, but yeah, and then obviously it ended up being the cold sore. I did like, I kind of got a kick out of like everyone being like, what is it? Like, what, is it even a medical thing? Like, we have no idea what it is. And then they go to interview Trevor and like the second you see him, it's just like, oh, like that staff cold sore, whatever yeah. that is. Like, that's why he's not fighting. Like, it took two seconds to diagnose that. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of a bummer because I like right when we jumped in, I was like, let's go to mere time. Like, can't wait uh, to see him fight. Uh, but it was cool to see how they handled it behind the scenes, you know. And that, sorry, and, and that re that reaction shot when uh, I think Chandler tells Timor yes. the fight was yes. on, and he's like, like, he's like, what? I thought. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look at the yeah, shot. Like he, he had the wraps on. He's in the middle of stretching, was, and yeah, like, like Chandler comes down, and it's just like. Obviously, Casey, you, you've been through it before. You've made the walk. You train all the time. But like, I just can't imagine 
the adrenaline, like the, the emotions you have pent up when you know you're about to fight. And then just like to not, to have it not happen. Like I, like on a much, 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 much smaller scale. Like I imagine it, like you're, you're hyped up. You took some pre-work, you're about to go work out and then you get to the gym and it's closed and you're just kind of like, what do I do with all this energy now? Like, I just can't imagine getting told you're, you're not about to fight. It's gotta be the craziest feeling. It's got, it's gotta be super crazy. And then you have to add upon that the idea that these and they didn't show it in the show but these guys had to do big weight cuts yes they talked about it but they didn't show it but they don't show it they don't show so you don't really see how difficult these weight cuts are for these uh for a lot of these fighters some of these fights like someone like jason knight's kind of fighting above his weight class he's he's normally a 45 or he's like 55 for this Mm -hmm. but timor is always 35 or so i'm pretty confident he cuts like he can't just cut weight like the next next week because so once he once he kind of soaked in the news that the fight was off, and they said might move to fight the next week, and he was all like, "But wait, what? Wait, that was the, yes, that was yeah, that was the big, yeah. the, the, and that was the biggest concern, not the actual fight, but like I have to make weight again." And then, um, you know, then Dana kind of said, "We can make maybe make it a catch weight, you know." Yeah, but uh, yeah, but there's th- those are things we want to see. I think as viewers, yeah. those kind of moments, and that was really that was neat. There's a sick part of me that hopes there's some sort of weigh-in drama, only because not because I wish that upon the fighters, I never would. But uh, GC, if uh, that uh, weigh-in drama was a hallmark of some of probably the first six, seven, actually for a while, six, seven, eight seasons of the Ultimate Fighter, uh, just when I think people didn't quite have a full grasp of the show, both fans and the fighters themselves, of what it meant. Now, now people understand a lot of a lot of fighters understand. Oh, I have to make weight like X amount of times, a certain amount of weeks. So I'm going to prepare myself in a certain way, or I'm going to come in at a higher weight class like Jason Knight. So it's not as much of an issue. But back then I think guys didn't know. And it was just horrible, horrible episodes, just dedicated. I say horrible in a really great way. It's my favorite episodes, uh, dedicated to guys trying to make weight. And, 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 uh, I hope we see a glimpse of that, but I also hope Timur and, and Trevor, uh, just get the fight. Cause we don't know, but we should, we should tell people that storyline is somewhat unresolved. Mm-hmm. The fight is kind of like postponed. It's not next week's fight. Uh, I'll mention that in a second. It's not next week's fight. Um, next week's fight is a lightweight fight again. So, and again, we don't know what order they filmed the fights in necessarily. So maybe they maybe they did get to fight again a week later on the show. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll kind of find out uh, eventually. But yes, that fight they have to wait for that infection to kind of clear up because you know it's nothing life threatening, but very contagious, very contagious. And uh, so we will see uh, if that even happens. And yes, they were talking catch weight or I mean, like maybe tumor just gets up gets to go through. I'm not sure like. I mean, if that's a staph infection or some sort of bacterial mm-hmm. infection or virus or whatever, um, he can't train or mm. really use the same facilities as the other yep. guys. So it, it's an it's an issue. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle it in the show. Yeah, or, and, it's, or, and actually, it, I don't know how they're, how, how they're going to what information they're going to give to us because even like the weight cutting thing, I don't think we're going to see guys have hard weight cuts anymore because now the public perception is different. Of we we know that weight cutting is extremely dangerous. Back then, when they showed like Gabe, was a Gabe Rudiger like passing out in the sauna yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was yep. kind of ha ha ha. That that must suck, you know. But we didn't realize like fighters like freaking die from weight yeah. cuts, you know, or seriously like ruin their bodies. So yeah, I don't think the I think the UFC is a little smarter now about that as far as like PR to present to present to present uh, the fighters that way because that's something like they kind of force you know like there's no reason they're doing this is a tv show mm-hmm. they don't have to do this you know, yeah. the, the, the extreme weight cutting they can make up any way yeah. these are these are, could, these are ex- could, exhibition bites you know they could do a catchweight the, the weird thing about this about is uh the season is that 
unlike regular seasons where you could kind of plug someone in, they have all the matchups already set. So that's a bit, I don't know if they want to mess with that, but uh, Mando Gutierrez technically is available now, though I thought he got rocked pretty badly. And I mean, the oh, UFC... Dude, was, his eye afterward was like listen, swollen like all hell. Yeah. Dude, the guy, UFC, that guy is messed up right now. Listen, <laughs> Casey, Casey, the UFC would never send, uh, would never book a fighter to compete just, just recently. Yeah, I've got a, a knockout. It's, they would never do that. They would never, never do never. that. They would never uh, do that. One, one we, thing I... I I think Dana did say to Chandler, or maybe it was Chandler to to Tamir, that uh, like maybe they'll try it next week, and if it doesn't happen, then then believe we'll just get a mm. buy and move through. Yeah, they never resolved it, but he did mention op- an option. So again, because this season the matchups are already set, so they kind of maybe don't have a choice. Like they can't, re- they really can't just reshuffle like they normally would on other seasons. People are pretty set. They've been told who their opponents are. It's, it's not fair to the other fighters. Um, and again, it kind of breaks the system of them doing the one versus four, two versus three, etc. So Timor, maybe you know, one of the favorites to win the show, I think, might have might just get a buy. But uh, before, so yes, uh, next week we'll just say it will be another lightweight matchup between, and it'll be Aus- uh, Connor's number two ranked. I'm sorry, this is Chandler's number two ranked fighter austin hubbard it's a veteran versus uh mcgregor's number three ranked fighter aaron mckenzie i don't know i mean i know a lot about austin hubbard not super familiar with aaron mckenzie but that is our matchup for next week uh gc any thoughts on that matchup or just final thoughts on on this episode yeah curious to see what happens with that one i mean i think they said mckenzie in the uh in like the promo for next week is like a bjj specialist so uh didn't really work out too well for gentlemen we'll we'll see what happens next week uh two things i have actually i was getting confused throughout the episode mondo or mando it felt like they they kept saying mondo and then they would go to dana white and he would say mando and uh yeah, I just I just didn't know which one it was. Was there an accent thing going on? Was what was Connor? How was Connor saying it? Was he saying? Oh man, my, I, I didn't hear that. that <laughs> He's like in between, second. probably in between. That takes me to my second part. Big uh, miss on the part as we were telling Mando Mando's story. Uh, the significance of the hat. I mean, what is the hat? He's wearing the hat in all these interviews, and then he walks in fight day with the hat, and then when he walks out, he puts the hat on McGregor. McGregor's wearing the hat throughout the whole fight, all the way backstage. Like, what? What is? What was the significance of the hat? Was it just a cowboy hat? Am I am I remembering correctly? I mean, is that his thing? He just rocks a cowboy hat on fight day. There's yeah, nothing to it. I don't know. I I'm not familiar. I'd have to watch. Yeah, right. yeah. I have I to say, Rosas on Contender Series. I don't know if he had the hat then. So. I, I have to say it was pretty hilarious. Like in the back, like, uh, you know, his eye is like swollen to all hell. And like McGregor's coming in, like patting him on the back. He's like, it's all right. It's all right. We'll get another chance. And he's still wearing the hat uh, <laughs> with like this, like probably like $10,000 suit. Uh, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. And then the last thing I said, I said, that was the last thing. This is the last thing. We need to start setting an over underline on pants adjustments for McGregor throughout the episode because I oh. honestly we could do a combo too where we could just do two separate things over unders on pants adjustment and sleeve adjustments I mean the guy is just like he's always kicking the sleeves out making sure they're they're down where they're at and oh. then the pants I'm telling you go back and watch when he pulls up to the tough house he immediately adjusts his pants like three different times like he's always making sure he's clean and proper uh but yeah we need to start setting some over unders on that now that I've said it keep an eye out for it yeah I well, I didn't how, notice. I won't be able to unsee it now. <laughs> how about the fact that they, they don't really explain the fact is Connery coach or is he a fan in the crowd? I can't tell. Because like, <laughs> he's never like sitting in the corner. He's just kind of he's just kind of walking yeah, around, and, around. Suit, and he just and they just have reaction shots of his fighters when he, after his fighters lose, he just goes, Oh, 
I'll, uh, I'll also say, uh, like, the, the no commentary is cool, man. It's tough. Like, if, like if you're a fighter, like, to decipher, it, like, what's, who's coming from your coach, it feels like there's, like, nine different people screaming at any moment. And obviously, you're focused on the guy in front of you. Uh, so it's cool to, like, hear that. Like, it is – it sounds very hectic in there. Yeah, there, there, are, there are coaches in the past who have made a point to, like, I think before they went out, like, listen, I'm the like, I'm gonna be the one talking out there, or this coach. Okay. Some some coaches are more organized than others, but yes, as you can see, sometimes it's just a uh, an absolute just shout fest and hoping that something yeah. breaks through the noise. Well, real quick, I want to compliment the show as as far as a positive, a slightly positive uh, production change. Well, maybe they did last year. I didn't watch it any last year. Is um, the post fight interview with the fighter? They used to do it in the hallway in the tough house, but now it was kind of that long shot uh oh, yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah that is a nice shot. Talk. I like that. It's just it's just a it's just a nice cinematic shot. I just like, oh good job. Good job. It's like sure. th th those that's uh different. I, was it like that last year? I think they've done it before. Actually no that shot looks a little different. Yeah I know what you're talking yeah, about. I know what you're yeah. that kinda when they after the words they talked talked they talked to Cody and the other guy that uh Mando that lost. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um it was just a, a nice scene. Th those are the small changes that they're doing that there are, they are small improvements I do like. So Casey, you're back in. You're back. <laughs> I mean, how can you not be after this episode? I mean, yeah, I what a positive it, it, note. It, it was a much better episode than last le, the last episode. It was. I mean, yeah, we got, it's we June 6th. We got, we got 10 more weeks of this, however much longer oh, we have. I mean, life is good. Wait. Life is good. <laughs> Life is very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining me uh, on this second episode. Thank you, everyone, uh, tuning in uh, to watch it and listening to it on the podcast later. Uh, we had a lot of uh, – I know we had a lot of people watching the first episode. Of course, there's the premiere. So good to see people sticking around, sticking around, not just for the McGregor drama, not just for the Chandler drama and a potential update on when this fight is happening this year, presumably. Uh, you know, but also for the, for the fighters and their compelling stories themselves and, uh, and their dogs who hopefully uh, – have better luck going forward. So, uh, yeah, that that is all for this week. Uh, again, next week it will be Austin Hubbard, thirty-one-year-old veteran versus thirty-four-year-old prospect Aaron McKenzie, young, <laughs> young whippersnapper Aaron McKenzie, and we'll see if we'll see if Team McGregor can get on the board after starting off uh, two and zero. But that's again, that has been uh, a tough hang, guys. Not this week it was not a tough hang. This week it was, it was a very enjoyable hang, hang. and and always enjoyable hangout with all of you guys. So until uh, episode three, we'll uh, we'll see you later. Vox Media Podcast Network.